ignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Road Show, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edmundo. Because of your maturity, 
that I skipped you. Amen. And so I believe that a year by this time, by the grace of God, this hall will be full of children. Amen. As all of us work together and help our pastor to build this great work. Before you take your seats, please let's learn our memory verse from Romans chapter 5 and verse number 8. Romans chapter 5 and verse number 8. A short verse, but full of meaning, full of mercy, and full of kindness. Let's read it together. One go. I can't hear you, please. One go. Period. Romans chapter 5 and verse 8. Is it not a simple verse? This one, we just read it once and you can quote it. But let's take it again. One go. Romans chapter 5 and verse 8. But God commended his love towards us. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans chapter 5 verse 8. Let's quote this scripture. One, yes, turn it off. One go, Romans chapter 5. Let's start again. One go. Clap your hands for Jesus. That is the motherly side of God. He does not look at our sins. That even while you were sinning, I mean, all of us here, you know, that if your mother was to follow you, she would have cursed you by now. <laughs> yes. Even when she makes the food for the whole family, you wake up at 2 a.m. and go and remove the meat from the soup. <laughs> but when she wakes up, she, she, she pretends as if she doesn't know that you are a thief. Then she will call you and give you porridge. <laughs> so while you were yet sinning, she still sacrificed for you. Clap your hands for God and for mothers. I think you may be seated. I think we've had a very rich experience this morning. Enjoying good music and celebrating motherhood. I want to ice this cake and I want to ask all of us, everyone should try and have a copy of this book, The Art of Ministry. And um, it, it is very important that you have it. I'm sharing with you this morning from chapter 5. Chapter 5. And I'm 
believing God to continue next week by his grace if I do not get to finish it. Amen. But the first and very important point I want to make is that you must as a believer find yourself in the ministry of Jesus Christ. Amen. The ministry ministering ministering or serving the ministry is not for pastors or shepherds or reverence. Amen. And I was very happy to see wonderful young ladies being commended highly for their contribution to the service we are enjoying today. I want to say to all of us in church that your best life is a life in the ministry of Jesus Christ. I know you work in the bank. I know you have a great business you are doing. But believe me, your best life is the life you live serving God. Amen. Going to church, coming to church is not serving God. Hallelujah. Coming to church does not mean you are serving God. Serving God means serving God. Serving Him. I can't find a better word. Do something. Our brothers on the stage playing the keyboard, the bass, guitar, the drums, our young lady here behind the camera. Is it, is it a lady? Yeah. A young lady behind the camera. They are all ordinary church members just like you and I. They also have a house. They left the house. They came to church. But they are doing something more than merely sitting in the church and enjoying the service. They are contributing. By the way, I am having a meeting with the new shepherds I met last Monday. You know yourselves. I'm meeting you today at 1.30 in my office. The new shepherds I met on Monday. Was it Monday? Yeah. So, please endeavor to come. All of us enter the church as attendees. I remember the first time I entered Lighthouse Chapel International. I was an attendee. I mean, you don't enter the church and you suddenly 
begin to sing. Your first day in the church, you are singing, or you are playing keyboard, or you are you are you are you are dancing, or you are an usher, or you are a treasurer. You should be around for four years before you are a treasurer. Hey, why should I let you count offerings when you came to church for the first time today? Do I know if you are a Sakawa girl? So, so all of us come to church as church attend ordinary people going to church. But along the journey, we metamorphose. We change to become ministers. Within a few weeks of entering this church, I became a shepherd. Oh yes. My story is a few weeks. Some people stay in the church for months before they do something in the church. Before they usher or become a pastor or, uh, I said pastor, I mean sing. Some even stay in the church for years. And there's nothing wrong with that. Because we all have different response times. We respond differently. But surely, you should find yourself doing something. It is wrong. It's not right to just attend church. And I will not advise anybody listening to me, whether here or outside the service, if you are listening to me and the church you are in doesn't offer you an opportunity to do something for God, leave that church. Even if your pastor is a bishop, he's a wrong bishop. The church you are in is a wrong church. It's a bad church. Just as you can have the secondary school, which is a bad school. Your church is a bad church. I don't care what the name of the church is. Whether it's two letters or a sentence. It's a bad church. Yes. When you, when you, when you come to God, you must be encouraged to do what God is doing. When you love someone, you get involved with what the person is doing. And God is not just sitting there. Like you are sitting there. He's doing something. And this is where our blessing is. I'm telling you. Yes, I am a very educated man. Very educated. I've, I have... I wrote Wasi about 35 years ago. <laughs> or 30 years ago. Wasi. Yes. yes. Wasi, those days. That's my level. <laughs> I'm a very educated man. <laughs> and I will tell you that <laughs> Wasi hasn't done for me what serving God has done for me. I'm telling you. Your wife is in serving God. A good marriage is in serving God. It is inside it. It's inside it. Some of you ladies, whether you end up in the mental hospital or not, it is in serving God. When you serve God, you actually diffuse all... A lot of the pressures that come to bear on your life. You find something meaningful to do. So, so join. 
like our sister Majel. She was an ordinary church member. Well, not an ordinary church member. She had a friend. You don't even know what the friend is. Because always, two shall be working together and one shall be chosen and one shall be left behind. Yes. Even Sunday church service, she wasn't attending regularly. What's the problem? They used to sit there. That's it. Yeah. Do you know why they used to sit there? Because they will sneak in and sneak out. Just there. by the door, right by the door. You finish snow, they are like, like mice. But over the period, over the period, she moved inside and came to sit somewhere. And then went somewhere. And then went somewhere. And went somewhere. Today she's in front. Sitting behind the bishop. I see your position changing. Ordinary church member. With, 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 look. It was difficult to get here to come to every service. I remember the Sunday I was consecrated as a bishop. I didn't see her in church. The following Sunday, I asked her, why were you not in church? She said, oh, but don't you know? I said, don't I know what? So, oh, we don't attend joint services. If it's a joint service, we don't attend. She comes early to church. 8.30, she's out. Today, she's in church till 7 p.m. 7 p.m. 8 p.m. You are changing from today. So, you are going to do your wedding. Let me move away before I say something that is... So, so, so I'm, I want to share with you some laws of your mission. Please introduce yourself to your neighbor. Say, I'm on a mission. I'm not an ordinary church member. I'm on a mission. Oh, say to the person, I am doing something for God. I don't know what you are doing, but I am doing something for God. Yes. And the first law of your mission is the law of knowing your calling. Knowing your calling. Know it. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26, Paul says, For ye see your calling. You must see. You see, and, and this is something that must be on everybody's mind. To know what God has called you to. There are many things in the church we do. Many things. Sound, video, audio, singing, ushering, shepherding, visiting, treasures, many things. But everybody has an area. And you need to wait on God for him to show you. Lord, what is my area? He says, it is important to know your particular calling. And the word is particular. Because most people... Do not know what their calling is. As you serve the Lord, you will see things which help reveal your particular calling. You will see in you a desire to sing. When the choir sings, you seem to note that the sound isn't good. It shows that you have a calling in that area. Or each time you come to church, 
you notice that the chairs are not arranged well. And nobody can see it. Only you have an eye. It's a calling. It's a calling. Like when you sit in the church, you can easily notice that the floor hasn't been cleaned well. Most of us don't see. Because while we are sitting, it's full of people. So in a sense, we have covered the floor. But somehow, you have eyes that can see dirty floors. It's a sign that God is calling you to be a cleaner in the church. Yes. Everybody has an area. Even as a man, is it not a, special, a particular type of girl that you like? You like fair colored girls or you like short ones? Yes. I met a sister. She said, I, I, the type of man I like is a man with 5'5". Five five. I was surprised. It's a long time since I heard that word. A lady, a modern day lady said, I, 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 no, I thought she was going to say, a rich man or a spiritual man or a pastor or a businessman or a, or a nice man or a, a man, a man who speaks to a woman nicely. I was expecting something. So, oh, my ideal man is a man with five five. Hey, what type of, what type of vision is that? Five five. Who is that lady who said that? Who is that lady? Ah, but we are not angry with you. It's your choice. I mean, how you even came by such a preposterous five five? Because what? Well, ask him to wear guarantee. <laughs> but we all have idiosyncrasies. Idiosyncrasies, something, something that makes you an idiot. <laughs> but okay, I have mine. I won't tell you mine. I won't tell you mine. So, so in the same way, in the church, know your calling. Know it. And follow it. And that takes us to the second law, which is very important because after you know the calling, you must concentrate on it. The law of concentration. Even Jesus guided his shepherds and his pastors to particular areas of ministry. You cannot do everything. And Jesus teaches us to concentrate on our particular area of calling. When I say concentrate, you see, please let's read Matthew chapter 10 and verse 5. Matthew chapter 10 and verse 5. You know, these 12, Jesus sent forth. This is ministry. And you must do ministry. If you are a doctor, you must do ministry in addition to the medicine you are practicing. If you are a hairdresser, do something in the church. There's a lady who has a big hairdressing salon, but she is a treasurer. Are you not a treasurer in the church? When you discover the area, concentrate on it. Because he told them, watch this one. He says, go not into the way of the Gentiles. 
Hello? And into any city of the Samaritans, enter ye not. Don't do this one. Verse 6. But go rather, sorry, concentration to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. That's why in this church, hardly will you find someone who is in the choir and is also a bustle shepherd or, and is also a, a treasurer. I mean, you cannot be in the choir and be a treasurer and be an aquaba lady and also, also take care of the information desk. And see, these things I am sharing with you this morning will also make you a valuable person even in your workplace. That the area you have been given, concentrate on that area. If all of us concentrated on our individual areas, there will be excellence in the church. The church is not a place where we should accept mediocrity. We should accept backwardness. There should be perfection and excellence. So, so when we say concentrate, it's not just to commit yourself to that area to do it, but study more about that area. Study more. I'm not a singer. It's only when I travel abroad to international uh, conference that I sing. No, are you not aware that I sing? Yeah. You are aware of that? All right. Thank you. I'm in a local ministry. I'm just a preacher, but outside the country, uh, I do a lot of singing. <laughs> but when, when I'm here, you don't see me going on the stage to sing. So that if my work is to be a preacher, I listen to messages, I watch videos, I read books. Because my work is to speak. And Peter told the man at the gate called Beautiful that such as I have, give I thee. I must have something to give you. So I, so I must concentrate on my area by learning more, developing myself in that area. To concentrate on an area does not mean just do that thing alone. Just do it. Just be doing it. But the camera in your hand, you should be able to get the manual and learn more. What are the other features? The principles of lighting in video coverage or filming or photography. That's the area. If you are a singer, you must concentrate. Don't concentrate on preaching, but concentrate on singing. Develop your voice. Do voice training. You'll be surprised that one day your university degree may not give you what singing will give you in your lifetime. That wherever, whatever area you have, Make that place nice. 
Make the singing nice. When I'm preaching, don't you enjoy it? Because I make the preaching nice. You see, a preacher is like a chef. Yes. You, they give you tomatoes. They give you onions. They give you tolo beef. They give you oil. Then you use it to do something. Because the same ingredients in the hand of a certain girl that we ask to make stew, when we sit down, we'll be drinking light soup. Yes. Yes. The same ingredients we will give you to prepare jollof rice. Somebody will do nice, very rich jollof rice. Yours will be jollof rice with anemia. Yeah. I went to somebody's house. So oh, let's eat. So I've got one rice and stew. When they brought the stew, it was like light soup. Do you see? That's the chef. A preacher also. What does he have? I've got a scripture here. I've got a book here. I've got an idea here. My ability to put them together and present something that is palatable and delicious makes me a good preacher or a bad preacher. Yes, concentration. Concentration. If we did that, our services would be perfect. Mary, our singer, some years ago, she wasn't, she was a very cranky, very some type of singer. I said, ah, is he a boy or a girl? Yeah. But today, she has concentrated and invested and, and now she's one of my best singers. You know, so, know your calling. Find something to do. And I think I forgot to tell you how to know your calling as well. Sorry for jumping a very important point to make. To know your calling, one of the ways to know your calling is to allow your pastor to make you do different things. You will never know your calling till you have interacted with the different areas. Different areas. Different areas. That you say, ah, my own is sound. My own is video. And then you, when you concentrate on it, in fact, it's the law of concentration and perfection. Perfection. We need to have people who sing perfectly. Who usher perfectly. A perfect usher is an usher with a good smile. Who has brushed her teeth and when she smiles the teeth are nice and dresses well and ashes well a perfect usher is an usher who doesn't steal offerings the law of concentration and perfection I believe that the church must be one of the nicest places on earth. Even if it's in a classroom, it's even under a tree, there can be beauty. The one singing under the tree can sing so well 
that birds will gather around and listen to her singing. That when she's singing, snakes come around. Yes. Have you not seen how even in our services, the sound is very good. A type of sound. When we are playing music, when somebody is singing, you, you may think, you may think you are listening to a CD. We need that in the choir. This type of sobolo singing. But our choir is good. Clap for the tulips. They are very good. The next law I want to share with you as we close. God will now continue next week. God will end. Is the law of trusting God for your resources. Yes. Trusting God. The reason why many of us cannot serve God are not on any mission is that you can't trust God. Yes. Not just for money, but for time. Not just for time, but for even a burden. When you see us preaching, when you see Mariami singing and playing the keyboard, when you watch her, she's very deceptive. You may think that she has finished solving her problems. And she has come to the stage to wow us. Do you get the point I'm making? Yes. When you see your pastor preaching, you may think that he, 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 has, he has finished solving his problems. But you don't know whether even his wife has beaten him that morning. You can't tell. Some two slaps. But when he comes to stand in front here and he's preaching, he doesn't look like a man whose wife has beaten him. <laughs> no, that's not his wife. This isn't a pastor whose wife beats him. I'm saying that we don't finish solving our problems. Listen, if you are waiting to finish solving your problems, you will never serve God because you will never ever stop having problems. Yes. You want your business to do well before you start becoming a shepherd? Yo. We serve God alongside our problems. Yes. We serve God alongside our, 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 our broke pockets. You don't have a job, but you are still serving God. And as you serve God... God solves the problems. New ones come and he solves them. And new ones come and he solves them. And new ones come and he solves them. You trust God. Lord, I will still serve you. I'm doing remedials, but I will not stop. But the grace of God, I have been through many different phases of life. Good, bad, ugly, beautiful, sad. Never did I stop doing what I am doing now, then I never stopped doing what I was doing I trusted God for energy there's a very beautiful book I'm reading now, God's General The Missionaries, written by Robert Sladen, it's a special book 
that he, 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 has, he has dedicated to missionaries. Yes, 18th century missionaries, 19th century missionaries who left America, went to India, William Carey, Adoniram Jackson, and all David Livingstone. I mean, when they, they travel, even before they arrive there, they spend six months on the sea. By the time they arrive there, the wife that is with him has died on the, on the ship. They go, they give birth to children, and they begin to die. Because those days, there, were, there, were, there weren't any proper medicines. They die like rats. So, the missionary is in a foreign land without a wife, without children. But when he cries and he wipes his tears, he goes to the next post and preaches to the indigents. Trusting God every day for energy. That's how we have the hymns we have today. That's why today we don't have good songs. We don't have good songs. The songs that inspire any song that will bless you is likely to be an old song. The present useless songs are a reflection of our inability to trust God. That I don't have a job, but I'll still serve you. My wife is dead. I'll still preach. My child just died. I won't stop being a pastor. My, I don't have accommodation, but I'll still be a shepherd. I, I, will, I, will, I will attend rehearsals even though I don't have money. Trusting God every day. It builds up sweetness in you. You want to wait for your problems to finish. You are the one I can promise. You will have problems till you die. Yes. And, 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 and you see, one of the things, reasons why God gives us the ministry is to deflect the arrows of our problems and the influences and the burdens of our problems. A lot of our problems will never end. Yes, but when we concentrate on other things, the impact it has on us is diminished. Versus you sitting in the house and waiting for your problems to be solved. You will be under the weight of the issues. It will crush you, break you down, till you are in the mental hospital. I'm telling you, it's a promise I'm giving you. It's a promise I'm giving you. You will never have peace of mind because in this life, as I, am, as I know it, whether you are a bishop, or you are a pastor, or you are a shepherd, or you are a canon, we are not exempted from life's issues. But as we focus on God's work, we get a little bit of peace of mind from the pressures of our issues. That's why some will concentrate on drinking. Yes. As a, as a, as a diversion. But we won't drink. We won't smoke. We will serve God serve God no man is proposing to you so you won't do the work of God sit there sit there your hair will become white and no man has come you just be with your dog in the house I can promise you that one but the one that no man is proposing to you who is serving God as you are in the chest smiling a man will notice your teeth Ah, I like this set of teeth you're the one I like. I'm going to marry you. Let's trust God. People, are, people without education, 
No school. When I say without, I mean not that he went to class one or class six. Zero. No English. No English. But they trusted God that they will still force and preach. We are going to have a pastor, one of the giants in Asia. Uh, yeah, one Ukrainian pastor is, is coming here for one Wednesday evening. Yeah. But the end of this month, one Wednesday evening, he's coming here. You see him. He has got church, a major bishop in Ukraine. The first time I saw him, he was speaking their language. He couldn't even speak English. But he, he, he said, at that time, yes, he said, I'm trusting God for the ability to speak English. Yes. He kept forcing to speak. Forcing, 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 forcing. Today, he doesn't need an interpreter. He he just chooses to have an interpreter. He can't speak English. He trusts God. If you can't trust God to be a shepherd, you can't trust God to serve him. You want to trust him for a husband. You want to trust him for a wife. That's not fair on God. That's not fair on God. You should be able to trust him that you can serve him. Then you can trust him also that you can have a husband or a wife or a job. Yes. Yes. Before you trust him for a visa, trust him that you can serve him in the church also. Yeah. With your sadness, with your with your poverty, with your marital problems, with your issues. You when you stand, it's as if you dearly, you don't have any problem. But they don't know the, the type of house you have come from to come and stand here. Stand to your feet and let's close, please. Please close your eyes and I want you to dedicate your heart, your life to God and say, Lord, I'm, I'm trusting you. It's not easy. It's not easy. I don't have a wife at my age. I don't have a wife. I don't have a job. I lost my job last month. But I'm not going to stop serving you. I'm going to go deeper. I'll do it. I'm trusting you. I'm believing you. I'll do it, Lord. Lord. Pray and talk to God as we close. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for this beautiful day you've given us. Thank you, Lord. Every eye closed and every head bowed. Yes. Maybe your friend invited you today. You are not born again. You want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to be born again. I want to know Jesus. Pastor, please pray with me. Every eye closed and every head bowed. If you are here, you want me to pray with you to receive Christ. Wherever you are, just please lift up your two hands or your right hand. I want to pray for you. You want to be born again. You want to come to Jesus. Every eye closed. Just lift your hand. I'll pray for you. I'll pray for you. Lift your hand. I want to pray for you to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. Yes. Lift your hand. If your hand is lifted up, I want you to please come to me right now. Come. I'll pray with you here. Come to me. Come. Come. Stand here and face me, please. Thank you. Please come. Lift your hands and pray this prayer after me, my dear. Please lift your hands and say, Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus to receive you, your Son, Jesus Christ, as my Lord and personal Savior. Please wash my sins. Please give me a new life. I trust you for my salvation. 
I've turned my back to the world. All the way, I'm following you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe that you have been truly blessed. You can send a mail to Bishop Edwin Ogo at bishopedwinogo at gmail.com. Introduce this podcast to a friend, keep listening, and keep living passionately for God.